Federal employees can look forward to a Christmas free of the threat of a government shutdown after last week's 11th hour vote in the Senate to approve two bills to fund the government in 2020 and that defense authorization bill. For what's ahead, we check in with Bloomberg Government Editorial Director Lauren Duggan. And I guess they did make it after all, on the NDAA and on the budget. They did, and with some time to spare. You know, we were prepared for this to possibly go into the weekend, but um, the House released the bill on Monday, had its vote on Tuesday. The Senate got the the packages cleared by Thursday, so the spending bills were then on their way to President Trump for him to sign it, and sign them, I should say, and keep the government open um, through September 30th of next year. And along with that, he also on Friday signed the defense authorization bill that had gone through the House a week before then and was also one of the measures that the Senate took up in its final week of session for the year. But those things are on their way with big wins for Republicans and Democrats and the White House and Congress and um, kind of were a nice bow on uh, 2019, as it were. All right. They are then in recess, correct? for pretty much the rest of 2019. That's right. They're next day in session, um, other than the quick pro formas that they have every three days to comply with the Constitution. Um, We'll see probably the last one of those for the first session on January 3rd, and then the 6th and the 7th, we'll see the members back into town uh, to begin their work for 2020 with a lot to do between then and the elections and the end of the year, including, you know, another round of government funding that we'll be dealing with all over again. And what's going to be first on their agenda in, I guess, a new decade, you might say, of 2020? That's right. Uh, Those votes that they had last week were the last ones for not only the year, but for the decade of the teens here. So going into 2020, obviously, one of the top things on the agenda for the Senate in particular will be the impeachment trial that will be triggered by the articles of impeachment that were adopted by the House last week. Two of them, um, one on abuse of power and the other one on obstruction of Congress. Now, as of last week, those were still sitting with the House. House hadn't been brought over because the House has yet to name its managers. If um, the trial, when it will be held, uh, will have House managers who basically act as the prosecutors, lay out the case that the House made in developing these articles, and then, um, you know, they will be one side of the argument that will be had when this trial is held. So once they're named and they take the articles over to the Senate, that trial will play out. Um, left unresolved as well were the rules that trial would be conducted under. So there might be some discussions between now and then how to handle that. Um, After that trial is over, then legislating will begin anew in the Senate. And one of the top things there will be the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement that the House passed on its final day in session last Thursday. So that's a big bill that the president really wants to see done. Um, It was a really lopsided vote as these things go in the House um, with wide approval of that measure. And he'd like to see a similar vote on the Senate as soon as possible next year. And with respect to the possible trial or the trial in the Senate, we know there's going to be one, but from the signals we're getting from all over the place, we really can't tell whether it's going to take an hour or two weeks or a month at this point. That's right. And that's part of that negotiation that was really begun in earnest last week when Mitch McConnell, the majority leader, and Chuck Schumer, the minority leader, sat down to kind of give their opening bids here. And there had been some negotiation publicly before that, of course, with the letter that Chuck Schumer sent with his request for some witnesses to be part of this. Um, That agreement between the two leaders that can then be taken to their respective caucuses and approved will be key to how long this goes, how it plays out, whether, as you suggest, it could be as short as they read the articles and try to bring it to a close or have witnesses or how long that will play out. Um, I, I 
believe the rules contemplate them sitting even six days a week to have this trial if they need to. So we'll have to see what they agree to do, how many days a week, and whether they allow anything else to happen during that process. Obviously, when they're sitting as the trial in this, all the senators need to be in the chamber and listening. So that prevents things like hearings and markups um, and other things like that, unless they can shoehorn them in at times when they're not meeting. So we'll I'll be interested to see how that trial is going to be structured and what that means for other business during that period of time. We're speaking with Lauren Duggan, editorial director of Bloomberg Government. And what else is on the legislative agenda? You mentioned some of the trade agreements. Anything else of import that you see ahead? One of the things that we may start to see more action on in the new year are highway programs. The surface transportation law um, expires on September 30th, along with government funding. And there's interest in many parties to start moving on that. Um, The one proposal we saw in 2019 came out of the Environment and Public Works Committee. That was on just the highway section, but there's other committees that need to weigh in with transit and safety programs. And most importantly might be the Senate Finance Committee with its proposal on how to fund the investment that the highway bill or the surface transportation bill would make. We also haven't seen things yet out of the House side where Democrats are in control and um, we'll also have to come up with their vision of that. But that's a major bill that they have to undertake every several years. Um, That's something that may take up a lot of time uh, next year as as lawmakers look for a win there. Um, There are some deadlines that have been set for early in the year. Um, One is on some Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act provisions under the Patriot Act. Those, I think, expire sometime in March, which will force a debate around those. And then in May 22nd, this um, spending package that was just signed, that's the expiration date for some key health provisions. And the idea there was to create a bit of a cliff so that health negotiators would work on surprise billing and drug pricing legislation and maybe use that deadline as a way to come to an agreement on some bigger provisions there. So some some deadlines will be sprinkled throughout the year that will try to force action as well as just the, you know, the normal course of governing. And with respect to the FISA court, of course, that came up in the context of the whole impeachment discussion. There are lots of recriminatory charges going back and forth about the FBI and how it handled FISA. And we're getting information from the judges there that aren't happy with the way the FBI did this. Do you anticipate this coming back to Congress almost in the way that it did many, many years ago, leading to the Church Commission, which I think is when this whole thing originated, the FISA process? It'll be interesting to see. And the fact that some of these provisions in the Patriot Act that deal with FISA-related issues expire every so often does force Congress to come back and revisit them. And um, the civil libertarians in Congress, folks like Rand Paul in particular, have used the expiration of those to raise the issues they see with it. Now there might be some wider concern about it. Um, You know, we saw some hearings at the end of the year looking into the Horowitz report, the inspector general from the Justice Department. And you could see maybe some discussion around that expiration about whether broader changes need to be made. So, um, you know, whether it leads to some sort of major commission like the Church Commission with the CIA back in the 70s, or if it's just um, some smaller changes or some hearings and discussion and debate uh, remains to be seen. But um, that deadline could be an interesting time for that issue to really get a hearing there on Capitol Hill. Lauren Duggan is editorial director of Bloomberg Government. Thanks so much. Thank you. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. 
Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.